Bienvenida and welcome to a special episode of Spirit of Avalor with your host Lauren. And Becca. And today we have a treat for all you guys. No, it's not Avalor and chocolate, although that would be cool. And I'm pretty sure there is a recipe out there for it. Yeah. Since there's a recipe out there for everything else they make, because it's all real food. Yes, it is. Minus the Jackman cookies, which do have a recipe. Um, I think it's like Disney.com slash Elena or something. You can look up different stuff. And if it's not on there, check the Fiction Cafe, because that's where they have all the core food. Why well, digress? But yeah. Point being, at least this food is real. So. Yeah. And so, but um, anyway, so our treat print show everyone is that we got to interview Craig Gerber. Yes. And as you know, he is the creator, founding father, all that, of Elena of Avalor and Sophia the First. Um, yep. And so, basically, as you know, we are not, well, I don't, we, we didn't even talk about Sophia in this interview at all. The last one we did oh, talk about yeah. her a little bit, but this one just felt his elder daughter, so it's... Yep. It's a, it was a lot more fun, and it was really cool, and so... It was. It was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was very amazing. Um, we have we have two guests on, him and then our friend Kate, who mm-hmm. really loves both shows and went to talk with Craig for a long time, so I brought her on as a, as a gift to her, so she's very cool. Yep. So, it was fun having her on. Oh, yeah. So I just want to put a disclaimer out there for all of you listening who are Issa's age and under that there are some things in here that may not be suitable for you guys. There's no swearing, there's no obscene talking or anything like that, but there are some, well, (laughs) some subjects that depending on any situation may be a little bit upsetting. So, um that deal with like medical stuff and things like that so just for warning you guys listen at your own discretion um so before we get into the interview i want to go into some news that craig told us we are getting more episodes this month on the 24th is science unfair yep which is going to be awesome. It's sort of a sister-centric episode, but kind of more of an Esau-centered episode, so it's sort of like two-in-one. Um, yeah. And then the other storyline will, will run, run parallel to that. Get in my head on Murphud. Really. You're not welcome <laughs> to this podcast. Anyway, um, so, and the official synopsis for that is that Isabel enters the science fair with her friends but ignores Elena's advice about teamwork and tries to do everything on her own. Mm-hmm. So, and then the song that we're getting in that has already been released. It was released last year, September 22nd, if I'm not mistaken, called Hand in Hand. It's another sister duet. So, which I really love. So Yeah. It's such an awesome song. Yes, it is. It is so, so amazing. It is. So, and then on March 10th, we are getting an episode called 
shape shifters and we don't know anything about it um all as far as summary all we do know is that this is the episode where elena pretty much goes into a rap battle with her grandparents and Naomi's on her side. Esteban is probably sitting there scowling when the, as the girls are doing this. And Francisco raps. This is going to be awesome. I cannot <laughs> wait to hear this. Awesome. <laughs> this is just going to be fantastic on a lot of levels. Because if you remember, for those of you who listened or watched the music of Avalor panel back in, I want to say, last year... Um, yeah, it was July. Yeah, July of last year, Amy was terrified to do this, and she, I mean the rap, not, not the panel, and she <laughs> expressed that on Twitter, and I ended up tweeting at her and just throwing some encouragement her way, pretty much, and yeah. obviously she finally did it, it's done, it's recorded, it's arranged, it's all that, and we are finally going, get, going to get the, to hear the finished product and i for one i'm very excited me too me too it's gonna be so awesome <laughs> and if esteban starts to actually fight with her this way it is going to be hilarious i will be sitting there laughing my head off yes 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 so but so then we are getting Rise of the Sorceress on March 4th. Third, third, yeah. third, third. Sorry, sorry, you guys, it's third. I'm very bad with dates and numbers. It's the third. So, um, going along with that, um, there is nothing good to say about this episode. Um, and I don't mean that in, in the way it sounded. It's probably going to be amazing, but it, there's nothing good that happens in this episode for our girl or her familia or, well, probably by extension, Naomi, give or take. So, um, you'll hear in the interview that we talked about it a little bit and, yeah. um, well, you'll hear how Craig reacts to what I have to say about it. And let's just say everyone should be afraid. Yep. Yep. Um, yes. So, um... That everyone should be worried for yes, Elena. Yes, that's what we mean. Yes. Yes. And... Oh my gosh. You know what just came to me? What? And I love I, I love just going off like that and talking with you and us just sitting here and just... Yes. <laughs> what if Rise of the Sorceress... What if it's a... What if it's a flashback episode to, like, for us to see everything? As in, yeah. As like, in, like, um, her first arriving. I, I mean, so, I mean that was things we've seen before, but like before, like maybe we we get a chance to the the scene in the in the um, Gardenia with the uh, with Elena and Isa and the Jacqueline feeder and her telling her to go get washed up and yes. stuff and then obviously oh my gosh yes um oh my gosh that would be amazing I know and and heartbreaking we know it's coming but and then Elena hearing the carriage yes. and running yes oh 
Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yes. So. Uh. Yep, Craig, we, we speculate and we basically make up our own ideas for your daughter, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all in love. Me too. But, but yeah, oh my gosh. Oh, if that ends up happening, that's going to be the most heartbreaking I know, scene. I know. Along with what we know probably happens at the end of Science Unfair, um, you know. Yeah. So... But, but yeah, so that's pretty much the, the news, pretty much. We're just, we're getting that stuff. We don't know when a soundtrack's coming out. People have asked no. in the group, and um, I don't know. We did ask him, as you will hear, but yeah. we don't have any answers. He doesn't have any answers. He just wants to throw every. You'll hear what he says about the music, but... I wish he had more control because all he wants to do is, do is throw it up on iTunes for everyone just to buy everything. Yeah, and yeah. Maybe not everything at once, but at least season songs through you know throughout season two for now. And I say, go yeah. ahead, do it. We would buy it. We would support him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Maybe not every song, but most of them. Yeah, totally. And, you know, it's, I just think it's a shame that... They're not him, but that the department is being so, well, selfish with all this stuff and is just wanting to throw in on compilations that no one else really cares about. And putting on albums that all we're going to do is buy those and then everything else, you know, they should just put it on, they should just let her have her own, another soundtrack so we can buy yeah, at least 25 they, to 26 songs. Exactly. Yeah. Because she's got three more seasons left. Yeah, I know. Like, and we're not even done with season two yet, so... Yeah, and they've already released two songs that we're not even seeing in context till next year, or till the end of this year. So. Exactly. But... I just... I just don't understand why they're doing this. Because, I mean, I love... We love the music, we just... Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, yeah. And, you know, we just want more of it. And, you know, as for Sophia's music, I know this isn't the podcast for her, but I forgot to throw it in there just because it's, well, yeah. yeah. The only songs I really want out of what they have so far, like what they haven't released, are Lonnie's to improvise and a few others, and that's it. Like, I'm not yeah. interested in most of the ones they've done so far. I mean, that haven't been released. Right. Except for those. And then just me and my mom as well, because that one's heartbreaking. Oh, my gosh, I cried so hard when I first heard that. Yeah. Um, but. And give a shout out to Ariel Winter, which we hardly ever do on the show. We haven't done that at all. No. That was probably your best performance ever was in that song and how much emotion you brought across in well in Sophia's voice and it's just you know I for one could relate to it on a different level but she like I just wanted to hug her but at the same time I'm sitting there watching this and thinking yeah you know I understand 
honey, but they don't know what that's like. Like, Amber and James right. don't know what that's like. So, I mean, it's, you know... So, I mean, that was probably one of their best songs that they've done. It was before Know It All, because Know It All hadn't, hadn't been released yet. Um, right, right, yeah. So, but those two, along with Lonnie's, are probably the most emotionally charged songs they've ever done for that yeah. show. And they're just amazing, and they need to be released. Yes. Well, Know It yeah. All's out there, but the other three need to be released. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway, let's get back to Avalor here. Um, so, sorry for the detour, you guys. Um, but, but yeah, they just really need to get a move on it. And we would, we would pay for these songs. So, I had no idea. They would make money. So, I had no idea what their problem is when they just don't trust us. And I mean, like, not just you and me, but... Um, yeah. The larger Disney community to help them out that way. Yeah. And just let us enjoy you know them and share them and obviously you know purchase them and all so they need to really get a move on and just give us more both more more probably elena but yeah yeah so yeah i mean if you want to put on a compilation album bring out more have jody do more songs for ariel have leia do more for jasmine like i i got my eyes on you which is an incredible song and it's beautiful and awesome do things like that and then you know release it as a compilation that makes more sense than putting on an album where most people don't watch the other shows at all yeah yeah so there's an idea you guys yeah yeah like a few other princess albums yep so or give elena her own soundtrack <laughs> yeah, her her sec a second soundtrack for her. Second, second soundtrack. Yep. I mean, I don't mind these extended playlists, but I I want more than just five songs on them. Give us like ten at least or something. Yeah, exactly. So, but with that said, rant over pretty much. Um, yep. So <laughs> basically. Um, that's pretty much it. So we hope you enjoy the interview. Yes. And give us feedback on Facebook, on Twitter, all that good stuff. Um, you can even email us at spiritofavalorepodcast.gmail.com. We love mm-hmm. the emails. We want, we want some of them so we can read them on the air like all those other podcast people get a chance to do. Yeah. Right, let's get a, let's put a plug in there. Disney Vault Talk, the best magical podcast in the whole Goaverse on the whole internet, actually. I love that podcast. Yeah. It is incredible. It's run by two people who I like to call my friends, even though I don't know them that well. But I feel like I know them because I listen to them every couple of weeks. Teresa and Steve, they are incredible. They are funny. They are heartwarming. Go listen to them. And go download their podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Twitch, or whatever the heck that thing is. You know, yeah. just get it wherever you get podcasts. You won't regret it. It's just amazing. And... Along with sharing the memories and movies that you probably have seen, there are some movies that maybe you haven't seen that they'll review that you'll, that'll make you want to actually watch them and see what they're about. Case in point with me and The Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. And um, so I end up listening to that one and, and watching the movie in descriptive 
that night actually and really liking it better than I had the first time I saw it and I haven't seen it since since before I saw it a couple months ago to a year ago I hadn't watched it in about 16 years so, yeah but I don't remember ever watching it it's actually really good I Yzma and I, I usually don't like I don't have a favorite villain give or take but if I had she would be it because she is just hilarious yeah. So, yeah. Um, God rest her kid's soul, actually. But but her character, oh my gosh, she is just so funny. Um, so, I mean, there's something that is on the DVT email role, as they call it, when they play the email music that is so hilarious, and it's from the movie. And Isma is talking about how she's going to turn Cusco into, is before she turns him into a llama by accident. And she wants to turn him into something really small. And she's like, I'll change him into a fly or a flea. Then I'll put that flea in a box and I'll put the box in the box and mail it to myself and smash it with a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Which is what I was thinking about while I was watching Finders Leapers for the first time. That's all I thought. I was like, put it in a box and smash it with a hammer or a lane scepter in this case. <laughs> but wait no 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 smash two of them keep the one who was who was beating Esteban up keep keep him yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man yes just keep him and you know Christian how much we love you and how much we respect you it's your character we don't like unless you give us a reason to so we do want yeah. you on the podcast. We will be nice. We do really, really love you and what you stand for. So don't worry about it. You are awesome. So, yes. Yes, you are. <laughs> and we want you on. We want Jillian on. And of course, yeah. we want Suma Hastad. <laughs> <laughs> we want you, Amy, on here. Because <laughs> that would just be amazing. Oh my gosh, that would be incredible. <laughs> Imagine if we can get both of them. Amy and yeah, Jenna together. No. <laughs> no, no, I said Amy and Jenna together. Oh, that yeah, yeah, really yeah. Cool. yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. I mean, even if we can't get Jenna, I understand why. Like, maybe you could probably tell us a little bit about her. I mean, you know, all good, all good things. All good things. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Ella, you can, get out, you can get out of our podcast now. We, we really didn't ask for your help. Well, I like yeah. your hugs. Yeah, go get them somewhere else. So, <laughs> anyway... <laughs> <laughs> go see Elsa <laughs> yeah really so alright so without further ado here is the interview and enjoy you guys and like I said any feedback you can give well, I just gave the ways so yeah so go back and listen and if you ain't listen pay attention <laughs> alright and we will see you next time for the next episode which will be a speculation on science unfair yep so adios and Talk to you. See you next time. Adios. Hey. 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 Oh, you can hear me. Hello. Hey. Okay. Yeah, but I'm not. I'm hearing you through my phone and not my iPad. Okay. I'm you, oh. Oh. I'm hearing you through Skype, but then again, I don't have a phone. Yeah. A phone. Okay. All right. So, Kate, Craig, Craig, Kate, yes. say hi. Hi. Hello. Hi. Hello. Again. She Again. has been she, she's been wanting to talk with you and I was like, Yep, I'll bring her on. 
as a gift for her. Can you hear me, Lauren? Yes. Okay. Yes, I can hear you just fine. Okay, I can hear you too. Okay. So. All right. We're gonna get started with this. So, how was everyone's morning? Good, great so far. Good. Except for dreaming that I was late for this appointment. <laughs> <laughs> I think we've all had those dreams. Like back in high school, back in college, probably for you, Craig, probably maybe something at work that you need to do. And it was like, wait a minute, what if I'm late for that thing? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Okay, I, so, yeah. oh, sorry. So, no. Becca and I want to, hey, Becca, you want to start out with I've got it down, and then we'll, and then you can tell me your story? Okay, yeah. Okay, so, this section is really funny. So, we watched the Music of Avalor panel uh, probably a dozen, like, more than 20 times now, and yeah. it was awesome. It was a lot <laughs> of fun to listen to. Um, you guys are awesome. And I thought well, it was very, you. very sweet what you did for Amy for her birthday. I thought that was really cool. Um, <laughs> hopefully the cake tasted good. <laughs> um, yeah, well, we had we had to do something since she actually came down on her birthday to do that, which you know, was, you know, was very nice of her. So we wanted to show our appreciation in any possible way. Oh yeah, no, definitely. Um, and I'm excited to hear that hip hop hip hop number because that sounds like she had fun after she got over the nerves of doing it. It's probably going to come out sounding really cool. Yes, the, actually, you'll you'll um, you'll be hearing it shortly. I thought cool. it was in season three. Yeah, I think what's that? I thought it was in season three, not two. No, it's in season two. You're going to hear uh, her our, our grand council rap battle in. Um, oh, cool! March, looks like March 9th. Oh, cool! So, awesome. oh my yeah. gosh, yes! Oh man! So, okay, sorry, sorry. Back to this. So, we're we're watching this and all, and long story short, I spent four and a half hours listening to that. Um, I get not clip because we got the whole thing, but that that I've got it down sample and trying to figure out the lyrics. It's I spent four hours. I got ninety nine percent of it. Only one thing was missing. And Becca, tell them what you did. And I watched it like a hundred times, you know, trying to figure out the visuals. <laughs> um, and I couldn't, this was at the point where my vision was kind of going downhill and I couldn't really see what was going on. But I, I did the best I could. And so I would be, you know, like saying, well, Lauren, Issa and Elena just slid down the banister and... They did this and this and this. <laughs> yeah. So, what, uh, did you figure out you were trying to figure out a lyric for, from "Got It Down"? Is that what you were saying? Yeah. No. I. That was me. I. I finally figured oh. out. I got the whole. I got the oh. whole thing down. Pun intended. I. Got it. It was something because. I got everything except for the Jewel Thief thing, and then I finally figured it out, like, about, like, it took me four and a half hours to figure this out, and I was very dedicated. I was like, I will do this. Wow. I will do this. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Becca, go ahead. You can tell me your story, because she didn't get a chance um, last time. Yeah, I'm sorry. So, I um, have a story that goes along with Home for Good. That song, um, that episode, actually... Um, came on a week after I had cataract surgery. Mm. And I, when you have 
uh, cataract surgery, normally you're over in like a week or two, you know, but when you have, um, when you've had any kind of trauma to your eye, like I have, it takes a lot longer to get over and I'm actually still dealing with it. Um, there are some complications, um, but that song just totally got me through the surgery and through recovery of a month long recovery. And I remember watching it and it was a, a week after and I couldn't see what was going on, but I just remember just that episode was just so special because it, it gave me something to, you know, to look forward to while I was, you know, recovering. And I, I still, to this day, listen to Home for Good every day. And wow. yeah, and it's just, it's, it's, it's a comfort. Um, and um, I, no, go on. I'm sorry. And I just want to thank you for that song because it's, it's an amazing song. Well, uh, you, you, I'm so happy that it could, that it helped you through that, that, uh, that particular song, you know, also have to thank John Cavanaugh who writes the music and also, um, Kaida Pambara, who uh, was the, um, co-wrote the lyric with me and was the writer of that episode. Mm -hmm. Uh, that, that song is, you know, uh, I've collaborated with John Cavanaugh and, and the staff writers who serve as lyricists on their episodes. Mm -hmm. um, for a number of years now, and John's written, John and I have co-written hundreds of songs at this point, and oh, wow. um, that's that one's really special. That was a really, really, I, you know, there are songs you hear and you go, "Wow, that's a that's a really moving song." He did a really yeah. stellar job, and it's so well performed. So, you know, uh, even without the visuals, um, you can feel the emotion in that song. Oh, yeah. and I'm glad that you did. I'm really happy to hear that. I'm glad that oh, when yeah. we, I'm, gl I'm also glad that when we. You know, when I hear something or we hear something, we think, wow, is that that seems like a really good one. Is that really good that, that you know, it's always good to hear someone else back that up? Yeah. yeah. Um, when to go off of what Becca said um, about Home for Good, um, it's helped me a lot as well, especially when I've gotten triggered in grocery stores by a certain aroma. That's helped me, like, calm down and kind of, you know, like, refocus and realize that I'm obviously okay and nothing is happening as my mind kind of thinks it is, if that makes any sense. Mm. Um, what, go ahead. What happened? What happened? What do grocery stores? I find yeah, grocery stores are very can be very intimidating. Yes. Okay. No. 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 Yeah. No. 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 Okay. So I'll explain this to you. And I've never explained anything like this outside of Becca and a little bit for Kate. So you are getting privy to something that I'm like just I'm being very brave right now. And you, you're you're awesome. So I trust you. So, um, so pretty much. I don't know what it is, so I don't know what the name of the this, this stuff is or, you know, whatever. I don't know cleaning product, like what they're called or whatever. But there's this one cleaning product that every time I smell it, it reminds me of the operating room. Like, it brings me uh -oh. back to, you know, being there and how helpless I felt and, you know, how, well, afraid I was and, you know, all that, you know, bad stuff that, you know, goes along with it. Um and that's been happening a lot lately because they, you know, the, it, it's not their fault. I mean, they use it. They have to use it to clean certain things. But one, what happened one time was, this was a couple months ago, um, we got a cashier who did not know me very well. Because I go there a lot, so I know some of them, but I guess they got a new one or someone was substituting. And they used it, and I was about to ask them to, you know, just to wait a minute because I was, you know, I was just going through and I was going to be leaving. And... 
the I guess the woman, like I said, she didn't know me. She didn't know anything about me, and she mistakenly thought that I that I meant that I thought it was going to harm me in some way. You know that it was something. You know was it was going to. I don't know. But the next thing I know, she shoves it under my nose. Oh gosh. And I like I started shaking and I actually started crying and I never I don't usually do that with that for the most part, give or take, obviously, depending on how bad the trigger is. And that's what happened. I was like, I'm thinking, why would you do that? And I, I mean, logically I knew she had not meant to do any harm, but at the same time when you're in that state, your your mind you know, you can't kinda you can't think logically at that present time, so it's kind of like all I wanted to do was run and get out of there. So obviously we left and I was waiting for a bus because I take a, um, a special transport bus here. So I was waiting mm-hmm. for the bus and I'm sitting there outside on this bench and obviously I'm still pretty upset and I'm sitting there shaking and I'm, I'm crying and I pulled out my phone and I, um, I did, I went, I actually, um, went actually for Elena's um, Mommy's Lullaby first, because that's another one that's really soothing. I'm sure you know that, because obviously you wrote it, or someone, I guess, did you write that one? Which one? Uh, the Elena, Lullaby? Yeah, Mommy's, her, her, Lucia's, yeah, yes, that one. Uh, the one, the one from Island Town of, of Youth, that one? Uh, yes, yeah, yes, that, yes, that, yes. That was actually, I think, primarily written by Becca Topol, who co-wrote that, wrote that oh. episode. I, I might have thrown a word in there, but I think she did that one pretty much on her own. She. Oh, she was a writer season one. But yeah, so I used that one first, and then I went to Home for Good, and I think I listened to Home for Good that, that for the next like hour after that because it took me an hour to really wow. calm down from that. And usually that's not how long. Usually it doesn't take me that long, but it, it depends. And like I said, that was just really bad because it's one thing to you know to have it pass through, but it's another thing to have it shoved directly. You know, what I mean, it kind of went to all my senses, and I just didn't really know how to ha- you know just kind of well yeah it was just it was bad but but yeah so that that song really got me through that and it's i love it i mean i love the song is what i'm saying i mean it was it's incredible well thank so. you thank you and um you're gonna you're gonna make john cavanaugh's week maybe month <laughs> i see him um, later today at a song record so i'll when- be sure to pass Oh yeah. These stories along. But one other thing about it, that, and this has nothing to do with me, it has to do with the song itself. When mm-hmm. I first heard it, and I realized that obviously Elena was singing with her, it took me a second to realize that, I guess, because I mean, there were new songs to us at that point. So when I realized that, it made me really admire her even more so, if that's the impossible, than I already do, because I was thinking to myself, her mommy is not coming back. And she's standing yeah. there, and she's doing this with her, and really trying to be happy for her that she is getting that chance and inside she must be thinking oh you know darn it you know why did it isa and i why was she taken from us but on the outside obviously she was trying she was just you know pushing that down and just being strong for naomi you know like that is a good friend she she is incredible yeah she uh that it's a very good point and then you know elena that's one of the sort of themes of the show is how how she deals with the loss of her parents, but we do it in very subtle ways. It's not always on the um, on the surface. Um, yeah. Just actually, I have to clarify. I mentioned that 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 air date of three nine. It's actually three ten, March tenth. That you're going to hear Elena. Okay. Rap. Just are you are you allowed to reveal the episode title at this point? I, I don't see why not. I, it's called Shapeshifters. 
Whoa. Okay, because okay. we, we know we're getting, um, if I'm, you can correct me because I read this somewhere and I'm hoping that I'm getting the, and telling you the right information and not saying anything that's, you know, un intentionally a lie. But um, Rise of the Sorcer Sorceress uh -huh. on, on March 3rd or 4th or whatever that is. I have it as the third. Okay. All these things are subject to change. The reason I don't always tweet about these things until they're like announced right. by the channel is because mm -hmm. they can change their minds and they don't tell us. Yeah. So okay. I see them. Yeah. I see. I see dates on reports, and then <laughs> some, then sometimes the dates just change. Huh. Um, so it's yeah. it's not it's not as uh, as coordinated as you might. Thanks. believe but yeah. but yes my understanding is that rise of the sorceress will air on on march 3rd i have a very bad feeling about that i don't know why but i have a feeling that by the end we're going to be crying we're going to want to hug elena and hit who, <laughs> whoever did what i think is going to happen by the end of that episode you, you should have a bad feeling about that one. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, yeah, really, oh, jeez. No, I'm excited for, we're all excited for Science Unfair. We want to see Christina oh, again. Yes. And we're just excited. I'm excited, Becca and I are especially excited for the sister duet because we have a feeling that it's going to be a situation where Issa waits till things get out of control, and then she's like, okay, I'm going to go get Elena. What, you waited for this long to get me? What, remember what I told you? What? <laughs> well, I mean, you'll see. You'll see what happens. I, okay. I, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know if it plays out exactly like that, but the, the Issa in that episode definitely has a lesson to learn. Um, there are a couple episodes uh, in you know the first half of this season mm -hmm. um, that deal with with you know that primarily with Issa um, and you know her sort of being a science prodigy. Um, that's the, that's the, you know, we, we, well, or just growing up, you know, we had, yeah. um, three Jacklins and a princess, which dealt with her yeah. sort of trying to take on more responsibility. Now we have science unfair, which sort of, you know, you shows her more scientific side again. And then there will mm -hmm. be another episode, um, this spring or summer, um, that, that focuses on her, um, sort of picking up. Not exactly where this one, where Science Unfair leaves off, but something happens at the end of Science Unfair that then leads to what happens in uh, that future episode. So there will be a couple of episodes uh, focused on on Issa just to um, to break up what what overall is a uh, serialized story about uh, Elena and, right. and uh, you know the villains that are lined up against her. Is it called Class Act? It is. Is that announced already? Uh, you might want to check some things because I don't know how these are getting leaked. I, I I just found that somewhere and I wanted to make sure that was the right thing. That that is. Uh, I can confirm that. Uh, okay. You know, I think sometimes the actors post. Um, it, it was. It wasn't Jenna. Actors, but certain folks post up on on IMDb. Yeah, before that's they what it, That's what it was. Oh, uh, yeah. You know. Uh, you know, and the, the issue with that is that sometimes things are aired out of order. Mm -hmm. uh, not always. In our case, right. we, we can't air most of our shows out of order, but some of them are going to be aired out of order, uh, you know, intentionally because they, they don't always get produced in the order they're going to air. And so what happens is, is if they get posted online mm -hmm. in, in that order, then people think that that episode's happening at that point, and it's actually quite difficult to get them to to change those numbers once they've been assigned on IMDb. So yeah. I always try to tell everyone to please wait until yes, yeah. coming out, but, but they don't, it's been an issue. Sophia, yeah. um, and now on Elena, but it's, it's, it's fine. They're excited and I can't begrudge them that. 
Yeah, no, yeah. definitely not. So how'd your son's recording go? If I may ask. Uh, great. Um, Which one? <laughs> the song? The, yeah, I guess. Whatever you were doing that first so, time we recorded. Right. I, it's hard to remember, um, but my, my guess is that... Uh, you know, my son Desmond is one of the three baby Jacklins that we, mm-hmm. we met recently, um, along with uh, Mario Lopez's daughter Gia and our voice director Sam Regal's son Max. Uh, oh. They're the three Jacklins, and there's an upcoming show in season three, so that won't air in, until 2019, uh, where they do sing a song, and it, it went great. It went great. It was really fun. He, he took a voice lesson and everything, and, you know, he practiced. And, uh, the song now, the, the vocal, the vocals are all done. Um, we haven't recorded the, the final music yet. You know, the, the musician, the, the, the final arrangement's not done, but the, the vocals are done and they're adorable. All three of them. And Gia is a really, Gia is a really naturally gifted singer. Oh, I can't but wait. We can't wait to hear that. It's going to be great. Yeah, oh, she, like the way she is adorable. Yes, she is. So <laughs> very, very, it was very, I was very proud. It was of, of Desmond. He also was, had came back and had an episode where he had a lot of lines. I think between the episodes, he might have forty lines in a, in a um, in one session, which is a lot. Wow! Uh, and uh, and he powered through it, so it was uh, it was very exciting. Now you know they don't show up; they're not in a bunch of episodes, so it's it's. I don't know the next time I'll see him, but um, it's been fun. So, do you read Aww. for him? Like, do you? Do, I'm sure he can read on his own. I mean, he's like what nine, ten, maybe. Uh, yeah, actually younger. Oh, oh, is, I should know sorry. how old he is. He's about to turn eight. I'm sorry. I just was. I just. I just figured. So, do you do you read the line before his so he can get to know what's going on, or is he able to do that on his own? Uh, that's a good question. Um, it varies. You know, I kind of. I, I probably say the line out loud or tell him okay. what it's about, but he can read. So you know, okay. it's it's. I think it was more like that. Maybe the the first time we did it, mm-hmm. and now he, he'll read the line, and I'll say, yeah, you're thinking this, but you know, uh, I think ultimately it, it, a lot of times it boils down to, you know, us telling him, okay, this mm-hmm. is how the line should sound, or try it like this, and. Okay. You know, but there have been times mm-hmm. where he just does it the way he wants to do it right off the bat, and it's really fun. You know, it's it's great to to be surprised by an unexpected line read. <laughs> yeah, no insult it meant. I mean, I'm sure he's awesome and smart. I just didn't know. You know, I yeah. thought. Yeah. Sorry, right, Becca. Go ahead. A lot of the, times, oh, a lot of times with young children that aren't mm-hmm. doing it often. Yeah. You, it's a lot of repeat after me. Gotcha. Yeah. All right, Becca. Good. You have the first question. I'll do the second. And then Kate, you can tell him your Mateo story. <laughs> Great. Let's go. Um, okay. Recording? Yes, we are recording. Yes. I'm fine. I just didn't know. Okay. <laughs> um, my first question is, did the scripts ever get changed during recording? Like, are there lines that get changed while the actors are recording? Uh, yes. We, we, we do change the lines during recording sometimes. I, I, I would say that most of the lines that are recorded, that are written, are recorded. Um, every once in a while we, we reach a line that either, uh, isn't working for whatever reason, sounds a little awkward when it's, when it's said out loud by the actor or, mm-hmm. you know, they find, uh, a way to say it that sounds more impactful or, you know, um, there's a joke that's not working and we do a quick punch up on the spot <laughs> or we try and see if yeah. we can beat whatever's on the page. So we like to give the actors a, a certain amount of leeway to, you know, um, 
to have fun. Uh, and, 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 but it, it is, it's infrequent, but it does happen. Okay. Like a couple times a script basically is about you yeah. know, how often it happens. So can I make an educated guess here and say that Carlos Al- Rocky, I think is how you pronounce, God forgive me, I have no idea if I have that guy's last name, is the one that is a lot of improvising in um, um, Yvette Nicole Brown. Yeah. You there? Yeah, we're yeah. there. Okay. He, yeah. He does a little That's- bit. I would, I, would, I would say that, that Yvette Nicole Brown does more. Okay. And um, Jess Harnell, who plays, you know, Yvette Nicole Brown plays Luna. Yes. Um, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, Jess Harnell, who plays um, uh, Chief Zephyr and also King Hector, um, does does more than 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 them. But okay. you know, King Hector's only been in. I mean, he's been in one or two episodes. He's going to be in a couple episodes coming up in season three oh, again. no. And, Please um, don't tell and, us that we don't like him. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but Jess is a very fun, Jess is a very talented voice actor who's been doing it for a long time. So even though he's playing a villain, he's a very, he becomes goofier as he goes, I think, in the show. Oh, my. So <laughs> that he's one already of, kind of a goof. One of but. my favorite, favorite things Elena has ever said was in Royal Retreat when she had that sword or that that knife that she used, and that, I don't mean it like that, but I just wanted to kind of set the scene where she was um, finally getting one up on, on King Hector, and she's like, I don't need to be one of the kings. I'm going to be queen. I was like, yes! <laughs> that was, uh, we, we really liked that moment too, and um, yeah, no, yeah, but Hector, Hector is, is definitely a villain, but um, you know, he's the, he's the kind of uh, the kind of villain where, you know, you meet people with that personality. I have at least, um, similar, uh, personality where they think they're hilarious, but they're really pretty offensive. Yeah. And, really. and um, you know, he does, he does make a return, but then he also meets a character who besides Elena, who's kind of, uh, meets his match. He meets his match, but I'm not going to give any way more than any way anymore than that. That's going to be cool. It's, uh, but you know, he, he, Hector gets everything that's coming to him. Oh, yes. <laughs> he's not, he's not in the class of, you know, he's not a, he's not a Malvago or anything. No, but, no, uh, no, either no, way. Yeah. We, uh, we, but we do, we do try to let the actors have fun when they come oh, in. Oh yeah. No, no. And Jess is awesome. He, he's great. I know we were talking, he's just, he's awesome. But okay. So my first question is this kind of going back to the beginning and then we'll jump back into Elena. I promise. I just didn't get a chance to ask this the first time. What was your upbringing like? Like, did you watch a lot of Disney movies, animated shows? Did you draw, you know, what was your, or, I'm sorry, right, right, you're right, geez, sorry. What was your, what was that like, if you don't mind me asking? Um, I, I mean, I read a lot when I was a kid. I, I read a lot of um, science fiction, a little bit of fantasy mm-hmm. um, literature. And, but I also, in terms of what I watched, yeah, I saw, you know, what grew up on the Disney movies. I grew up, um, you know, on uh, the Don Bluth movies, I was a really big fan of Secret of Nim when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, that that movie really moved me. Um, you know, even even earlier, Snoopy Come Home uh, showed me that you know animation could actually not just be happy, but also have these really bittersweet moments too. I recently went back and watched Snoopy Come Home and realized that about twenty five to thirty percent of that movie is literally kids crying or Snoopy crying. There's cry, they cry. 
for a quarter of that movie. They're just literally oh. flat out crying. I didn't realize. I'm like, wow, this isn't bittersweet. This is downright sad. Um, but it's very funny to go back and watch those classic movies like that. And, um, you know, and then, of course, there was the, the, you know, there were the classic Disney movies, and then there was the sort of resurgence, the you know, with Little Mermaid and yep, Beauty and Beast <laughs> and Aladdin and all that. Yes. And so, you know, but I was already kind of in my, I was in my teen years at that point. So I was still enjoying them. Um, you know, I really enjoyed when I was a kid comic strips. That was like one of my big loves at the time. And, and when I was growing up, um, Doonesbury and Bloom County were strips that I read every day as a kid, believe it or not. Um, and uh, so, you know, I was always interested in the sort of the medium of, of the art and writing, you know, the, con- yeah. the where art and writing meet. Oh, yeah. Um, but then I went to film school and then I mm-hmm. started, you know, going down a road of being a, a live action screenwriter for many, many years. And then eventually found my way back to animation. Oh, that's cool. Awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. So one other thing, and then Kate, you can go, but you said something, Craig, that made me think of one more short thing. Um, now, I know Elena books are out there. I mean, I've, I've, you know, read some with my phone. I will, you know, had the phone read them to me. I have, you know, whatnot. But... I was wondering, and Becca was too, so this is kind of both of our thing. Would yeah. you ever consider writing Elena novels? Like, still keep them where you want them, but at the same time, so anyone... Because, like, with a novel, I could pick that up, like, with my phone or with... Um, or download it, obviously pay for it, but download it on the computer and read it just like anyone else would be able to... Well, I mean, I would still use a screen reader, but I'll, what I'm trying to say is that it could actually allow us to be able to read her story actually be able to um you know be equally involved in what you guys are putting out rather than these comic books where we can't read them like we have no idea we kind of miss out like right. the song of the sirena is coming out i would love to read that but i know i won't be able to right well i mean that would be wonderful if if you know there were i mean it would be, it's great it would be great to be able to expand upon the story that's on the yes. screen and and write it down it would just be a matter of who would have the time to do that and whether or not they would publish it. You know, yeah. they're very particular about what they publish, but yeah, sure. I mean, I would love that. I, I would love to do that, but they've, uh, they're, they seem to be, you know, very set in terms of making, you know, picture books because the, the main audience is, is young. And, um, uh, but that doesn't mean the will isn't there. So I under, I hear you. <laughs> it would be great. All right. It would be. Kate, you're up. Go ahead. All right, well, Lauren, you actually inspired me, Um, because now there are a couple of things I want to say. Do you, Craig, have a favorite Disney movie or TV show? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, You know, uh, there's there's so many of them that I I love for various reasons. Mm -hmm. Yeah. you know, are we including, is it just Disney or is this Disney and Pixar? Yes, Pixar's allowed. Pixar, yeah, we'll include Pixar. What's that? Pixar's allowed. I'll separate it out, I guess. I would say that probably, um, you know, my favorite Disney animated movie probably would be The Lion King, if I really... You know, uh, Beauty and the Beast was fantastic. There are others I really like. Pinocchio, of course, is, is a classic. Um, and, you know, Sleeping Beauty is beautiful. Um, but The Lion King had had just a great story and great songs and, and had it all really, really powerful 
movie uh, theme uh, for but for Toy but for I'm sorry not Toy Story for, I love Toy Story but for Pixar um, Finding Nemo would was you know just that was the movie I saw that made me realize that even though I had been trained as a as a feature screenwriter for live action films and and even though I didn't draw I I felt like oh I that screenplay. That feels like something that I, I understood. I understood how that worked. It moved me. I understood that, the, like, it was written like a um, a live action screenplay. That's how it felt, and and it really changed my mind in terms of, you know, previously because I took an animation course in college and was not very good. Um, I felt like, well, to be an animation, really, you know, you have to be able to draw and then be an animator or be an artist as well as a writer. Um, and after finding Nemo, I realized, oh, they're, they're, you know, it felt like they, you know, they, they were looking for working with classically trained screenwriters. And so, yeah, those are the two for me, um, the top Lion King and, and, uh, finding Nemo. Oh, all right. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, finding Nemo is good. I still haven't seen finding Dory though. It is amazing. <laughs> Finding Dory had some had, there they had some really wonderfully moving moments. There are some um, some great scenes there. I would recommend it. I would recommend mm-hmm. it. I have it. I bought it and it's lying around somewhere, but I never actually opened it. You need to watch it in descriptive though, because that'll give you more. Cause she, Kate can't see it all. Mm, Inside Out was also really really yes. good. Yeah. As, as well as Coco, but they're both, you know. Yes. Yes. Great, great. Pixar is a great track record. Now you just made me think of something else, Craig, but Kate, go on, finish yeah. what you're saying. I, oh, Craig just made me think of a hundred more things. No, no, no. Uh, so I'm, just, I'm trying to restrain. <laughs> well, you have to call it down because I do have to get going to a meeting shortly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Um, well, I want to, before you go, I want to tell you my Mateo story. <laughs> I don't have a big you know, important story like Becca or Lauren, but um, it just is kind of noteworthy. Um, Whenever I am talking about Matteo, you know, in conversation, I always refer to him as my man. And it's not just that I like him, but there's a specific reason for it. Well, seeing him in, say, Secret of Avalor or Spellbound, which is, you know, both of those are places where you really get to know him, um, he seemed kind of, you know, he's got this kind of nerdy, adorable quality that I really like. Um, so I would call him my favorite nerd. <laughs> But then I realized, no, I can't do that because I'm also a very big Ninja Turtles fan, and my favorite nerd has, of course, always been Donatello. So well, I can't cheat on. So I started calling him, started calling Mateo my favorite magically adept nerd, man. So now I call him my my man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he is getting better at magic, that is for sure. But he's still a nerd. That that is, he's he's a magic nerd. If there's such a thing, um, and that will never change. Well, I've always loved that type of character. Yeah, he's apparently. I, you're not the only one. I, there's a lot of fan art uh, I've, I've seen a, a, a revolve around Elena 
and Mateo, um, yeah. and of course the, the the ongoing debate about whether Elena and Mateo will, will wind up together, whether Elena and Gabe will wind up together, and of yeah. course. Uh, if you ask me that question now, I'll say, you know, Elena has more important things to worry about than yeah, yeah. to wind up with, but but that doesn't mean that the speculation isn't fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, definitely not. It's still, it is, it is a lot of fun, even if you have, well, a ship that people don't necessarily, well, anyway, point being, it's, it's fun. But, um, Absolutely. It's fun for us, too, because, you know, we can... We can just have certain things happen, and we know that if people, when people see that, they're like, "Oh, what does that mean? What does that mean?" Wait, <laughs> she, she touched her shoulder. What does that mean? <laughs> no, I mean we care more with over a store because obviously I can't see what's going on anymore. Becca, you know, she still can to an extent, but it's like mm-hmm. we we go more for like the story. Like for me personally, I love obviously the music, and I'm about to ask you something you probably can not say anything about, but I'm going to do it anyway. But, um, but I love the music. I love the overall story. I but I'll tell you, if I had to pick a favorite aspect of the show that I could just hands down say I would watch that, you know, nonstop if if I could, it would be Elena and Issa's sistership, like her mm-hmm. their their bond. Like yeah. I love that. Um, well, that's that. Yeah, yes, that's um, that's a you know, a, a part of the show as well. A lot of, a lot of her, obviously a lot of what happens with her revolves around her friends, but we, we do like to, rem- to come back to her and Issa and, uh, there'll be more of that in season three. There's awesome. a, a, as we get through season two, it's, it's more about, um, Elena and Shariki and mm-hmm. some other, uh, characters that we meet along the way and just sort of moving this overall story about Elena sort of, sort of growing and learning mm-hmm. uh, as she as she waits to see what this test is that's going that she's going to have to face in order to become queen the prophesied test um yeah. and we also give some other characters some you know luna's going to be featured in the show coming up we have you know mateo again again naomi so you know we have a lot of characters um, but uh but we won't forget isa oh awesome so are we getting a soundtrack this month or next month or sometime this year at all? I have no idea. Okay. That is something they do. They, I don't really hear about it until uh, they send me a bunch of tracks that have been mastered for release and say, oh, can you listen to this? And that's usually like right before something's going to come out. Um, oh, yeah. Up until that point, they, they, they don't share their plans. And uh, I'm, I'm too, usually too busy making the show to even ask. Um, yeah. I, so I don't know. I, I honestly don't know. <laughs> yeah, no, I was just curious because I love yeah. I, I love the music, and I just thought, you know, we all do. All three of us do, and I just yeah. thought, you know. But I wish they would release everything. Me but too. They, they're very particular. They tend not to release more than a couple of soundtracks for each series, and then they make them parts of compilations. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I would love to just go and just post all the songs on SoundCloud um, and say, hey, listen to them anytime you want. But I have a feeling that yes. I would get a phone call <laughs> within 24 hours. <laughs> we would love you. So, I mean, no, we already respect you, but that would be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Be so awesome. maybe, but, maybe someday. I, I think about it, though. I would love to release oh, everything. Yeah. And I've asked them. I've asked them to, hey, you know, just put it on iTunes. Put everything on iTunes. You know, how, how much could it cost just to put I know. Uh, a song on there? But but they, again, that's a different division. They have their own reasons yeah. for doing things, not doing things. And I've. All I can do is 
tell them what I'd like and tell them what I think the fans would like mm-hmm. and plead yeah. my case and then respectfully let them do what they're going to do. Yeah. 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 So I, I hope so. I'm, re- I'm hoping to. Let's hope yeah. together. So there's um, some... I have to go in a couple of minutes. So okay. uh, did you have any last questions? Um, Go ahead, Becky. You can go ahead. Okay. Um, what advice would you give for someone wanting to be a screenwriter? Um... Well, there's a lot of advice I would give, but the first advice I would give is to start writing and keep writing. I mm-hmm. think the, the um, you know, there are books you can get that help you with format and structure. I think, you know, studying films that that you really like, and especially studying the screenplays, because you know, mm-hmm. a lot of screenplays you can find uh, online is a good thing. You know, the uh, one thing to remember is that, you know, by the time a screenplay has gotten made that screenplay has been probably written you know written by many hands a lot of the time sometimes it's just the original writer but even the original writer things changed over right. draft over draft over draft so the thing about writing is that what writing really is is rewriting you oh, write yeah. it the time and then oh, you yeah. write it mm-hmm. a million more times and 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 it seems obvious but when you're in it and you write your first thing you're like okay i worked so hard this is it it's done it's great and yeah. you, realize, you find a, a bunch of reasons why it's not as great as you thought it was and so it really just is about practice it's about oh, yeah. oh, honing, yeah. honing your craft honing your art to art and to craft and like anything you do like playing an instrument you just have to keep doing it to get better at it and um you know i I, I mean, I had some good initial success in terms of the first screenplay I wrote in college got optioned by Disney, actually, uh, of mm-hmm. all people, um, a couple of years after I got out of school. But, you know, it was I got an agent at, and out of school and then I rewrote that script with them for two years before it was good enough to be, you know, optioned by Disney. Right. Uh, the the truth is, though, is that, you know, I wrote. You know, I, I, I occasionally worked here and there, but I probably wrote at least 15 screenplays before I was working as full time as a writer. Wow. So, you know, it, it, it can it can take a while, um, especially, yeah. you know, to, and the thing is, had I, you know, had stuff purchased or, or worked on before that time. Sure. You know, I had had some positive encouragement here and there, but I still kept writing a new script over, you know, time, you know, year after year mm-hmm. to get better. And, yeah, um, yeah. you know, and then eventually you hope that when you do get that break, you've become good enough or you've practiced hard enough that you have some idea of what you're doing. And then all that hard work pays off. Right. Yeah. I'm an author, so I know all about Me rewriting. Too. There you go. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's one more question that I have to go. Yeah. I, yeah. No, we've really enjoyed having you on. I'm like I said, I'm glad you were to come back again, and I'm glad it was assumed, but not for the reason because I felt bad. But I was like, I got to say something that it messed up. But everything should be fine this time. We have it. We double record it in two different ways, so we should be fantastic. Good. So, but anyway, it's this isn't really a question as much as something I want to tell you that really impacted me that you that you actually said yourself. I was listening to the acceptance speech that you gave, you and Sylvia gave it for the, I hope I get this right, the National Hispanic Impact Awards? 
Hopefully, I got that right. Yes. And uh, the well, the Imahe, well, there was the Imahe, oh yeah, it was the um, yeah, that's right, the NHMC okay. Impact Awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And you said that Elena is more concerned with building bridges with her neighboring kingdoms than building walls to keep them out. And mm -hmm. I'll be honest with you, Craig, that I, that has stuck with me for ever since I heard it. And I think it was a couple months ago, maybe, you know, that that happened. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was more than that. But I could not get that out of my head. And I, it just, it, it was just awesome. And it's so true. And I hope you put that in the show subtly. I hope she, I hope she actually enacts that, like, you know, acts upon that and through her action shows not just kids, but adults how to just accept people you know and yeah you're not always saying well, doesn't mean you got to shut them out i mean they you know there are ways to work with them and to bring about that positive change and you know who knows what else could happen you know in a good way but i just want you to know that that really did stick with me and it was it was incredible well i'm i'm very happy to hear that i mean it's something that you know we're trying to to do with the show is you know um, provide much needed representation for the Latino audience that's watching um, kids and adults, but also to, you know, give other audiences from different backgrounds a chance mm -hmm. to see this culture and also to see these, you know, uh, Latino characters as heroes and, and mm -hmm. you know, in a very positive light, you know, that you kind of, you know, I, I said that in that particular speech, I've I've talked about, I think at one point or another that, you know, we all have more in common than we have apart, you know, than we yes. have differences ultimately. And so, you know, that's one of the goals of the show is to build a bridge um, between cultures to, to, you know, I think that's how the world becomes a better place. And, and, and it's nice to be able to work on a show, you know, with Sylvia and, and the other talented folks here um, to try to, 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 to have a show that can make that happen, hopefully make that happen, that can hopefully make a difference and, and you know, sort of in a way that entertainment can do, sort of um, kind of provide uh, an example of, of how, you know, we could all be a little better off by, you know, seeing the best in one another no matter where we come from. Oh, yeah. But thank you so much for taking the time to see Yes, with us thank again. you so much. Well, thank you guys for having me on the podcast. It was a real honor and pleasure to be here, and I'm thrilled that you, you are doing it. Yes, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> oh, it is. All right. Well, thanks again, and I, I look forward to, to hearing what you, what, what you all think about the upcoming batch of shows. There's a lot of exciting stuff coming up. Oh, yes. Yeah. We'll let you know. Oh, yeah. All right. Have a good rest of the day. All right, All right. you too. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.